Welcome to another episode of Jackman Radio. I am your host, Mike, and I'm very excited today. We are joined by horror icon and actor, uh, Mr. David Howard Thornton. David, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Sweating my nards off, but you know, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. Wolfman's got nards. Yes. <laughs> nice, nice reference. Nice horror reference yes, to kick yes, things yes. off from Monster Squad. Oh, the, classic. Uh, Classic. Another classic. And uh, I'm really excited to have you on today, David. Um, Eric, um, I think, Eric, you you and David met in person in New York, what, back in April or March or something? Yeah, I think it was March, maybe, or April, after the premiere of Shakespeare's uh, Shitstorm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we were at the after part. Did you go to the premiere of the movie, too? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. so you saw the movie and, um, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a shitstorm. Year. It was a total shit storm. And, uh, it was a total shit storm, as my character would say. And uh, we uh, we were at the bar afterwards. I forget the name of the place, the Wolf House or something, something like Wolf that. Hound. Wolf Hound, it's, maybe. It's really right down the street from where I live, too. Yeah, really. I, and I um, our, our mutual friend uh, Justin Martell. I was just outside. Uh, this was this was a stretch of sobriety for me. I did six months with no booze, so I was outside sipping my Heineken Zero, and he goes. <laughs> See that guy over there talking to those two guys? I said, yeah. He's like, that's Art the Clown from Terrifier. I was like, what? <laughs> no way. Dude, you know him? He's like, yeah, I know him. He's great. He's a nice guy. He's a normal guy. You want me to introduce you? I was like, yeah. Could you introduce me? So <laughs> I walked over with Justin, and uh, you know, he introduced me to you. Yeah. And we had a great conversation. And I met Marcus for the first time that night. Um, what's Sublime? Sublime? What's Marcus Sublime's Slaybine. Slaybine. Yep. Yeah. Really nice guy. Met him, met you. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was, it was just cool to, to be there, to be, be in the city and see things back coming to life again. Yeah. And, oh my God. Um, it's the first time I ever went to a movie premiere, obviously for a movie that I was in. So it was just, it was a surreal experience that, you know, I'm sure a lot of things in your life over the last few years, probably surreal is a good word to, That's to describe it. That's a very good word. I, I'm still wrapping my brain around it. So it's, it's crazy to me. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know we were talking too. Um, I think we, we both said at one point in our lives, uh, we had both waited tables and yeah. uh, did that as a job. So just, you know, go a little bit into your background, David, like where you started and, and how you got into acting and, and the film world and, and entertainment and stuff. And we're yeah, from I, Alabama, right? I am. I'm from Huntsville, Alabama, born and raised. Um my parents, my dad worked for NASA for about 40 years. My mom was a retired special ed teacher. So it was like, I, I started off doing like church theater of all things because my mom would direct a lot of the shows, which, which is funny considering what I do now. So it's just like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did all that. Um, yeah, it's kind of a jock most of my life as a kid. You know, I played like soccer for a long time, like did like t-ball taekwondo all that kind of stuff but you know it was like i i think like entertaining people was my my real passion is like especially that's how i dealt with bullying that's uh my mom helped me get over my shyness when i went was in middle school and i did a production of mickey's christmas carol for our choral program and um things went wrong on stage and i just started improv uh, improvising and had the audience just cracking up the whole entire time i was like god i like i like this feeling this is wonderful i want more of this they're they're finally laughing with me instead of at me i yes this is this is i i, I need to do this more so I, I started doing like community theater but when i went up to college i didn't get a degree in theater i actually got a degree in teaching because i was trying to be you know practical so it's like okay yeah you know teaching is more stable career path even though it doesn't pay that much 
but in like at least I'll know I'll have some kind of job security as opposed to an acting career. But my mom passed away when I was in college, so that kind of changed my whole perspective on life. You realize a lot of things, you know, life's too short not to actually go out and live it and do the things you really are passionate about doing. So I decided to, you know, finish my, my, um, cause it was during my internship. So I was like, I finished up, uh, I took a year off cause I, I was dealing with a lot in that year that my mom passed away and stuff like that. So I took some time off just to get my head back in the game, finished up my degree and then moved up here to New York and, um, waited tables for 13 years and did side acting jobs, especially a lot of voiceover work and, did a few tours with um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the musical. And then, lo and behold, this audition for Terrifier came up. Had never really done film work before. I was like, well, this is, you know, this little low-budget independent film. So yeah, this would be a good way to just at least get some uh, practice in, in this world. And so I auditioned for it. And the rest is history. Didn't expect it to blow up like it did. Yeah, that's it's crazy. I mean, so do you feel like a lot of your stage work prepared you for for Art the Clown? And, and the, the thing that really um, stuck out to me first and foremost was the physicality of the role and how obviously you don't have any. There's no like dialogue or any. You don't say anything, but yeah, but you say a lot <laughs> with your with your movements and, and with how you slink around and how and your facial expressions. And so do you think you're like acting in plays and, and stage work where you have to be bigger? Mm-hmm. You think that that played a, a part in, in getting ready for the role? Oh, definitely. That that definitely played a huge part because that's I, I did a lot of physical comedy. That was my always my thing. Physical comedy. I love comedy. I grew up watching the great comedians, especially great physical comedians, with like the silent film hours. But you know, like Chaplin and Keaton and Marx Brothers, and you know, even graduated to like Mr. Bean when I was older. My aunt gave me a great box set of all of his videos, so. I, watch those religiously and that's what i learned from and also when i did grinch uh, i was an understudy for uh the grinch and our grinch was the wonderfully talented stephen carl who was rod rot from the show lazy town and stephen was actually professionally trained in clowning and mime work and physical comedy so he was really able to take what i had been doing for all these years and just help me fine-tune my skills and even when we're filming Terrifier, I would sometimes just message him and it's like, hey, I need an idea. I'm like, I'm, I'm a little stuck on what to do with this type of thing. And he would just like, oh, here's an idea for you or something like that. And, you know, he was always very, very much, you know, behind me and supporting me there. And so uh, I would have a lot of what would Stefan do moments on set, even during part two. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2018. But, you know, I, I like to still think you know he, he was a huge influence on me so i had that but i also i just realized this past weekend when i went to a family reunion with uh to uh, my uh cousin's wedding and i have a deaf aunt and i never really learned a lot of sign language i, I learned the basics but my aunt lip reads very well and so all my interactions with her as a kid was everything was very exaggerated facial expressions body movements you know all that and it, it dawned on me when I was having conversation with her. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is where I got a lot of this from, too. It's from her. My, my correspondence with her all the time. It's like, oh, wow. So it's, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> right. That's kind of baked into the role. And and uh, through all your movements and your facial expressions and everything you do as Art the Clown, there's parts that are absolutely horrific and, and terrifying. Like when <laughs> you jump in the scene when you're next to uh, the girl in the car, you're just kind of like doing that. Yeah. But then but you bring like 
it's scary and horrific, but you like bring the likability to the character. Like you actually find yourself kind of liking this guy as as horrific and awful as he is. It's very interesting, and I oh, it's I so think that's probably <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's so messed up because he's he's like this evil, demented version of Bugs Bunny in that way, or he's just he's he he just messes with people and he loves it, and it is. It, it, it's this charisma that he has, and I think that's he's doing these horrible, horrible things to people. But it's so entertaining at the same time, and it really makes you question like your own sanity. Like, what's wrong with me? Why am I entertained by this guy hanging this girl upside down and cutting her in half with a hacksaw? Like, <laughs> right? And uh, Mike actually uh, was in a movie with Katie Corcoran, uh, Return to Newcomb High. Yeah, um, Mike was an volume extra. Two. That. You played volume two. You played a reporter. I think she was in the scene with you, Mike. Right? Yeah, I, I was uh, on her front. A little porch different of... than the one David did with her. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she survives that movie. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, well, that's a day. crazy movie too. Oh my oh. god. So, so David, I saw her in a lot of new ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. literally. When when was like the real like big moment when you realized that this was like something that you just you had no idea. It was going to be this big and turn into this huge thing and you become this iconic mm-hmm. new horror icon which is essentially is what's happened to you so like what what was that moment like when was it and what's your family's reaction been to all of it yeah i i think our like damien and i our first real reaction to that was when we did our very first convention it was before we even released on netflix is um at mad monster party in arizona and we're like okay we think we have something cool here we know that there are a good bit of fans and stuff like that but at that convention, we had people, you know, it was the first time we had seen people cosplaying as art. We had a lot of vendors in there that had merchandise that they were selling that they made of art and had a guy, we have to share the same last name, Brad Thornton. He got a tattoo of me right there at the convention of Art the Clown. And I'm like, we're, Damien and I are both like, holy crap. And our, our producer, Phil, was there with us too. We're all just like, holy crap, this is, this is actually taking off. This is, wow. Because it's like, I, I did a lot of conventions even before you know, this movie came about. I came as a fan and I would cosplay a lot. And to see people cosplaying as art, even when I'm not at a, at a convention, I, I, you know, I get messages all the time when people are at other conventions like, oh, here's this guy that's cosplaying as you, or this woman that's cosplaying as you. And it's like, that means so much to me. And it's like, people don't cosplay unless they really love the character. And it's for us to have only one real, you know, movies so far out there other than you know there's also Al Hallows Eve but like a more of a, a niche type of film that for us to already catch that zitgeist of the, the of the fan community that quickly in just those few months that we had been out was something else because I mean there's so many great horror films that have come out before us in the past few decades but like none of them, like none of those main characters, like they were trying to you know, bring new villains into it. None of them really latched on to people like Art has, and it's that was something else to see that. Yeah, that must be quite the experience to go to these conventions and meet fans. Um, I've been to a ton of the horror film conventions. There used to be a great one in Worcester, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. called Rock and Shock. I don't know if you ever went to. Yeah, that I heard about. I never got to go to that one, unfortunately. Yeah, they, they did the last one ever in 2019, and they went up with yeah. a bang. They had Bruce Campbell, so that was... Oh, there you go. He was the main guest. The king. <laughs> oh, yeah, so cool to meet him. But you really do run the gamut when you... Yes. Oh, yeah, there it is. There's me and yes. Bruce and my friend Nick, who's a 
huge uh, Evil Dead and horror fan. That's and, amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's intimidating. <laughs> yeah, you can't believe it's him, but he was yeah. very friendly. He was oh, very he's, friendly. he's very nice, but there's just like he has that aura about him, which is like you're on a different level than everybody else. Oh, definitely. I mean, you could do a whole convention just around him, probably. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. I was um, in an elevator once with him, and I, I, I cracked a joke. And he started laughing, and I didn't want to push it any further. I'm like, okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I made Bruce laugh. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> check this, check this one off the the box of awesomeness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw a really cool behind the scenes, quick couple minute video of you and Sid Haig getting ready next to each other at a convention. Yes. What What was oh, that like? Man, that was that was something else because that was my first time actually meeting Sid officially too. Was at that convention, and I mean, I had met him a day before, and I even mentioned, "Hey, I think we're going to be getting our makeup done together." He's like, "Oh, wow, okay, that sounds great. I'll see you in the morning." And I mean, that was you know, I didn't know at the time that we didn't have that much longer with him, and so I mean, that in itself was special enough. Just being in the same room with Sid Haig and both of us getting our makeup done at the same time, but it's. That was very surreal. That was very, very surreal. And I was like, oh, my gosh, because I, I grew up watching him a lot of films. And it's like, it, it, it was just fun listening to him telling stories while he's getting his makeup done and everything like that. And on his way out of that room, he just turns to me and says, hey, Cena, the big top kid. And I was like, this that's is awesome. that's, it was kind of in a w weird way, like a passing of the torch, I guess. You know? Oh, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, he he was great. I'm like, we did a few other conventions later on in the year, and it's like Sid was just fantastic. I'm like, especially knowing now the condition that he was in, because at the time, I, I kind of suspected something was off because he looked a little bit sickly and stuff like that. Because like I said, my mom had cancer, and so it's like I, I recognized a lot of those signs. But you know, everybody else said, "Oh no, no, he's fine. He's just lost weight." I'm like, "Oh, okay," but. But knowing that he was actually sick during all those months that we were doing conventions together and he was still showing up and he, he would be the first person on the floor and the last person to leave the floor every single day. I, I, I was making it a, a, like a game trying to beat him to the floor every single day and he would still be there before I got there. And I was like, I, that's, I couldn't believe it. And it's like, here he is. It's, it was a month before he passed away and we're doing a convention. He's doing that and he's still there. Wow. And I'm like, that, that showed how much he loved what he was doing it's like that's that i think that was giving him life and it was it was taking him away from the reality of what was going on with him at the time he actually got to spend time with the fans and show his love to them and he, he was always great with the fans he would spend his time chatting with them and everything like that so there was a lot to learn from him not just his stories but just seeing how he interacted with everybody he, he didn't even charge people that much for autographs at all no He's very genuine. Yeah, I got to meet him a couple times at Rock and Shock and Tootie yeah. fucking Fruity, you know, yes. Captain, Spaulding, Captain Spaulding, man, you know, yeah. and and yeah, that, I think that's a great way to look at it, the passing of the torch. Um, yeah. Obviously, he did three from hell. I think he was only on set for one day because he was so ill yeah. at that time. Um, but I mean, I think that's the thing about the horror community and horror films in general, why they are so popular is because it's an escape from reality. Like people are like, mm -hmm. why would you want to go and watch all these horrific things and but it's like a lot of it even in terrifier a lot of it's actually kind of cartoonish like oh, obviously yeah. what's going what's going on is totally horrific and awful and like no you know no, <laughs> nobody thinks it's great but 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 real life is actually scarier than these movies so i really oh, like yeah. watching the first time i saw terrifier i felt a real nostalgia for like the 80s and 90s going to the video store 
to, and I would have, if I saw Art the Clown on a VHS tape back in the early 90s, I would have begged my mom or dad to rent it for me. Yeah. That's kind of the feeling that it evokes. Well, that, that's exactly what we were going for. That's the, that's because this is our love letter to that genre, especially the, of that time frame, the 70s and 80s. It was just like, that was a great time for slashers. It's like, oh my God, so, so many great movies came out during that time in that genre, and I just loved it. So it was like, so we, we had a lot of fun with it. You know, it's like, it, that was, like I said, our tribute to the genre. You got the package? <laughs> oh, no, no, it's just my roommate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you said you went to a family uh, wedding recently. What, what kind of response do you get from your friends back home who you grew up with, who you went to school with, and your family and stuff? Like, that, you know, that's got to be pretty interesting and, and funny at times. Oh, yeah, it, it's been interesting, to say the least, because, like, I, I grew up in a household where we didn't really watch a lot of horror movies because my mom was so scared of them and stuff like that. I, I had to watch them until I got to college. Cause I was like, okay, now I don't have mom saying I can't watch these. So now I can finally watch them and I, I enjoyed them. So a lot, oddly enough, a lot of my family members have not watched it yet because they're just too afraid to my, my sister who's mentally and physically handicapped at the time was living in a very religious group home. And she was so excited to see the movie. And I'm like, I'm warning her like Vonda don't, this is, this is, I don't know if your housemates will be able to handle this. <laughs> but she's like, no, no, we'll watch it. We'll watch it. And Oh boy. They, there was, they're like, she called me up afterwards, like, so we watched it. I'm like, and <laughs> she's like, well, you were very good in it, but oh boy, I'm like, I warned you. <laughs> but yeah, I was, um, I, you know, like, when I was at the wedding, you know, um, that was kind of fun. My aunt was just bragging the whole entire time I was there. It's like, this is my famous son. I'm not my famous son, my famous nephew, and all that kind of stuff. And like, uh, my, my uncle's brother you know this uncle by marriage his brothers all came over as soon as i got there like oh my god we have got to talk to you oh my god when is part two coming out oh you gotta tell stuff i'm like i can't tell you stuff yet guys i'm sorry i'm sorry but like, oh. and then we had a few guests at the wedding that like they didn't know that i was art and were afterwards partying and stuff like that and one of them comes up to me he's like i heard you're famous and i'm like yeah maybe <laughs> and she's like what and i'm like oh, i was in this film called terrifier and she's like oh my god you're him and she like goes over to her boyfriend's like babe babe this is the guy i told you about that gives me nightmares <laughs> he's like oh yeah i'm taylor's cousin <laughs> Nice to meet you. Yeah, honk, honk. <laughs> now, I asked I asked Doug Bradley this question. Um, when, when you go to the airport or just out and about, I mean, do you ever get recognized, or do you feel like the makeup is enough of a departure where you you don't usually get recognized on the street? How has that been? I, I usually don't get recognized in public because yeah, I think it's the makeup is like people people don't expect me to look like this. It's on rare occasions where someone recognizes me. I'm like, well, holy shit, wow. Good job. Yeah. It's like a great example. Of this is um, I was I was out with like Marcus and um, some of our other friends from like Joe Bob show. There's a bar in Manhattan that does a uh, with they they it's run by um, Mike Gingold and some of the people from like Fangoria and they do a horror trivia night once a month. They try to at least and you know I was there one night and they announced I was in the there doing trivia. Oh, there's the doorbell. Hold a second. There's the doorbell. <laughs> Special delivery. Yeah, yeah uh, David had a Amazon package that he told oh, us at the beginning. Of, 
Yeah, I mean, when I when I met him, you know, Justin told me who he was. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known. I would have walked. I did walk right by him, and I had no idea who he was. So yeah, it was kind of unassuming because of the makeup. But yeah, you asked Doug Bradley about that. Like, does he get recognized and stuff? And he's like, no. <laughs> and like only by fr- horror freaks like me, he's like, like yeah, pretty freak much. Freak like you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's, you know, that's, that's that's kind of what he was inferring. You know, uh, you know, I could leave right. this convention and walk two blocks, and nobody would have any idea who I, I could was. Go, go get a point. You know, would know that I'm Pinhead. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm just a little British man. With there we go. You know, sometimes yeah. I have pins in my head. <laughs> right. That that was food instead of Amazon. Oh, so you sorry about that. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. big old pizza, some Chinese. Oh, no. I, I, it's from my roommate. I have no idea what he got. Oh. But yeah. Anyway, where was I? Um, <laughs> oh, uh, just talking about how you you sometimes uh, go to the horror trivia in uh, yeah. New York City, and they kind of pointed out that you went to one of them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm there, and like this guy behind me goes, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." You're telling me this is the guy that is actually on all this merchandise on everybody's T-shirts now? I'm like, yeah, I know it's a big disappointment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, sorry to disappoint you, but it, it, yeah. But so, yeah. so do you feel like Art the Clown in the first one is like just a, a guy who made modifications to his face, or do you think there's something more supernatural going on? Oh, because there's definitely supernatural stuff going on. Um, we fully address a lot of that supernatural stuff in part two. And you, you do see at the beginning of Terrifier when he's getting ready that that's actually his face. That's not a mask that he has on. So he's there's something else going on. But we'll, we'll explore that in future films, I think. So yeah, not, obviously not to give too much away, but that's that's Damien who came up with all that makeup, the yeah. director and the writer. Yeah, he he does everything. He he writes it, directs it, does all the practical effects himself. You know, edits the film. It's, the man's a one-man army. <laughs> He's his own movie studio, I guess you could say. Wow, that's great. And I've, I've read certainly the first movie, you know, the shoot was uh, at times a little rugged in that main building you were in. There was no heat, and it was done in fall time or winter. Yeah. Oh, man. Like we, we did it in different buildings, and all of them were miserable. <laughs> like the first one, like, uh, like was in Trenton, New Jersey, in this nasty-ass warehouse i think might have been used as a chop shop but it's like it's like that bathroom you see in the movie that's exactly what that bathroom looked like in there it was just it's like oh well we don't have to do any set decorations it's just <laughs> and i was like the, the scene where i and i come up when i'm wearing the whole the the buffalo bill scene where i'm wearing the the, the, the boobs and everything like that that floor i had to lie down on and i got up the first time and i'm just covered in black i'm like oh, oh my God, what is this? Is that place was just nasty? I'm like, what am I breathing in in this place? And then, like, um, when we did the the hacksaw scene, with, well, Catherine's part of the hacksaw scene. We did all Jenna's stuff first there in Trenton because she had to go film uh, the Bye Bye Man. But uh, we filmed Catherine's stuff there in uh, Staten <clears> Island <throat> at Seaview Mental Hospital in this part of the the, the hospital that has fallen into disrepair due to the hurricane that we had a few years ago. So there was like no heat in there too. So like that night it was like 20 degrees and she's having to do all that stuff upside down naked. And I was like, Oh my God, it was, that was miserable for me, but I know it was even more miserable for her. And I'm like, this is, 
this is rough. But, you know, we, we all powered through it because we were like, this is going to be awesome no matter what. We even had those kind of moments in part two. Like uh, the the whole the building where the, the whole climax of the film takes place in part two was uh, in, in Philly. And we were filming that in winter, too. And it is, it's used as a haunted house. So, like, when it's not being used as the haunted house during haunted house season, they just don't have the, uh, the heat on it there. And so that was cold and miserable in there too. And like, there was one night where like, uh, I, I think they had repaired the sewage line on the third floor of the building, which is like a, a, a recording studio, but they had put the pipes in wrong. So instead of going into actual pipes, it was draining into the second floor. Oh. And then that all started leaking into the floor we were on. So there was like this stream of just, sewage coming in one night we're like oh god so that was it was an interesting place so it, you know it was par for course of filming some interesting places like this is even the the we we built our own little studio up uh, upstate new york in kenajahari in the middle of amish country and it's like it's basically this big huge uh, shed that and so it's you know there's no real heat in there we had a wood-burning stove that we would try to pipe through the rest of the the complex to try to keep us warm and stuff like that because we're doing this all in winter basically so we we just forged through it <laughs> it's the passion that we have oh it, it comes through on the screen i mean uh so for terrifier 2 you guys mostly filmed that in 2020 or yeah most like 2019 2020 <laughs> and then yeah yeah tw yeah pretty much all in 2020 because uh, we had a big pandemic huge yeah, we had a big chunk of time where we weren't filming in 2020, but then when we came back, finished up that winter. And then we, we've done some pickups here or there since, but now we're officially finally done because we actually had to change our ending um, after Malignant came out. So it was like, oh, really? Yeah, oh, they, they interesting. I thought that movie idea. was awesome. Oh, yeah, but yeah, they, they, we had a, well, they had a similar idea because I know we had it written first and <laughs> filmed first. So I was like, really? oh, great, great. We, we don't want people to think we're copying from them. So we had to change some things. So it was like, hmm, mother. <laughs> oh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, a similar thing happened with Phantasm in the first Star Wars. Um, oh, yeah. You know, the, the Jawas and, of course, the little minions of the tall man. People accused Don Coscarelli oh, of stealing that from George Lucas in Star Wars, but that's not the case at all. Yeah. Um, in fact, Phantasm may have started filming even before Star the first Star Wars. Yeah. Because um, they had to, because they, you know, similar, in, obviously, a small indie flick, um, mm -hmm. they would shoot on rented camera equipment on the weekends. And I'm pretty sure the whole shoot was well over a year, year and yeah. a half. But, uh, you know, of course, it came out in 79, uh, maybe just two years or two years less than. A new hope yeah. and That's similarities. Yeah, That's isn't it crazy? It's like, yeah, we're an indie, you know, indie film, and you know, you got you know, big Hollywood studio that can get their stuff out just like that. So that's what happens. So it's like, yeah, no, I know all of us, our stuff was in the script well before the malignant script was even written. So I'm like, yeah. But hey, it, the good thing about it, it gave us ideas for you know, the new the new stuff we shot. It was like, I think it's a cooler idea going forward. So it's like, oh, well, yeah, we're able to utilize some characters that we didn't think we we're going to utilize now. And like now we can do some new things with them. So it's like, eh. it's like we, we took, you know, a bad situation and made it into lemonade. So it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to work better now. So, hey, thank you, Malignant. <laughs> yeah, right. have to think on your feet there sometimes, not necessarily a bad thing. 
Yeah, exactly. It's just like sometimes you know bad situations, you know, lead to better things. Right. You adapt and shift and change yeah. up, and it, it comes out better than you even thought it could. Yeah. Um, what What have been some of like the craziest experiences you've had with fans at conventions? You know, I've seen some of your pictures, and it looks like you know you mentioned the cosplaying. That people really get into it, and they really are passionate about it. What are like some kind of crazy and, and ridiculous requests you've had? You know, while you're in costume and while you're well not in costume. Yeah. Well, you know, I while I was not in costume, you know, I, I I've signed a few you know body parts and stuff like that, and people got my signature tattooed on them. Probably one of the funnier ones is Rob Mello, who was, you know, the babyface killer in uh, Happy Death Day. He comes up to me. It's like, David, I want you to sign my boob. He lifts up his shirt and I signed his boob. So it's like, that, that was funny. I was like, oh, this is great. I love that. But, um, yeah, so that, that's probably one of the crazier things. You know, it's like I've seen a lot of cool cosplays as well, especially like what I think is kind of crazy is how many kids are into Terrifier. And I'm like, how have these like little girls especially? That's what really surprised me is little girls love Art the Clown. I've had like three and four year old girls like run up to me and give me a hug. And their parents are like, oh yeah, she's seen the film like five times. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Now, costume wise, you know, I've I, I've had some fun, you know, because I, I like to do like fun things with the photo ops. I, I don't like to do the typical, you know, those things. I, I think that's just so, so just generic and there, there's nothing special behind it. When, when people are paying like about a hundred dollars for a photo op, I want to give them something more special than that guy. <laughs> so it was like I, I try to do different things to everybody you know so i love it when people come with their own ideas and i i had um one convention where um two different people proposed at the same convention during the photo op so i, I helped them out with that and one of them i did the whole thing where i did i was acting like i was going to put the ring on her finger and he the guy comes in and pushes me all the way and does it instead and i was like ah it's we, we came up with that together. So that was fun to do. Of course, she totally freaks out and everything like that. So it, it's fun. So is there is there a name for super fans of Art the Clown, like uh, Terrifier Crew, or like is, is there like a, well, we you know. do have um, on Facebook. There's this Facebook group called the Art the Clown Appreciation Society, <laughs> and we we actually did a meetup last year in Salem, Massachusetts, and they're doing a, a second meetup this year in Manchester, England. So that's that's pretty cool. So we have a lot of people joining that group and stuff like that. So but I don't know if we actually have an official name for art fans. You have to come up with right, like Deadheads or like uh, yeah. Parrot Heads or something like that. Something inspired like that. Yeah, I'll um, have to put my thinking cap on. Now, you had an actual encounter, not altercation, but there was an actual situation on set when you were in full makeup and the police show up? What, what was the yeah, story that's behind that? I, that? That's basically happening on every set I'm on now. It's, it's, it seems to be like the, the ongoing gag. I don't know why, but it's like, yeah, the first time was when we were in Trenton in that horrible area. And, oh, there we go again. <laughs> that might, that okay. That might be Amazon. Like it's Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos knocking at the door. Bezos is showing up dressed as Hart the Clown. <laughs> Your father was a fucking clown. Yeah, he was. We you know, we love clowns, Eric. You know. Yeah, the world loves a clown. 
<laughs> well, everything's very clownish now in clown world. So yeah, well, we live in a clown world. So accordingly, Mike, you know, we we were project everything onto a clown, you know, in a in a killer clown that doesn't say anything, it just makes very uh, scary and creepy faces and facial expressions. And there's a real allure, though, like the way he's kind of yeah. Yeah, the allure, is, the allure is definitely undeniable. Like when they're in the uh, the pizza shop and she takes the selfie with him, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just like... And then, and then <laughs> should ask later him about on, that one. Yeah, later on, the, the guy's... The guy's <laughs> guys, <laughs> got the fan. Nice. It, it never fails, never fails. <laughs> did, he, did, did the delivery person want to sit on your lap and take a selfie? <laughs> oh, no, he just threw it in and left. <laughs> Hey, beautiful. You're going to be nice and cool tonight. That's yeah. great. Oh, That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. So where were we? Where were we? Um, um, always well, always we... talking about fans around you, David. You know, oh, yeah. you literal fans oh. and the fans. Oh, the people showing up. Yeah. So it was in uh, in uh, Trenton, and it's about 2 o'clock in the morning. It's when uh, we were filming Jenna's death with the gun. And um, they're filming her stuff, so I'm just sitting there waiting in the, the holding room. Got full makeup, blood on, and everything like that. And I hear these two women having like a very Jerry Springer type argument outside. And I'm like, well, I'm bored. Might as well go watch some free entertainment. So I'm over at the window and I'm watching and I, I forget what I look like. And one of them just looks up and sees me and she screams. The other one looks up and sees me too and screams and they go running off. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> About 15 minutes later, like Damien and our producer and some of the crew come in. They're all just kind of giggling. And they're like, hey, Dave, we got uh, someone here that wants to meet you. I'm like, oh, cool. Because at the time, like our, our producer was doing a, a film with Tom Sizemore. So and he, he talked about possibly coming by and visiting sets. So I was like, oh, he's Tom. And so like, OK, so um, don't come out till we tell you because we want you to surprise him. So there's like this big rolling uh, roll up garage door and stuff like that. So they're like, hey, Dave, come out. So I'm rolling up the garage door and I, I come up and there's like 15 of New Jersey's finest just in full on riot gear. And like my butt just puckers right there. I'm like, oh, God. And, and I, I tr I'm always like trying to diffuse situations because I hate conflict and stuff like that. So I'm like, what's up, guys? <laughs> and there's silence. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is where I die. This is where I die. Great. Death by Spiring Squad. Sweet. And then they all just start laughing. And they're like, yeah, if you had been the first one to come out, we would have shot you on sight looking like that. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I believe you. Because the, the scary thing was our porta potty was right out there. And I had just gone to the bathroom maybe 30 minutes before or something like that. So I was like, oh my God, thank God I had not been using that thing when they came in. <laughs> but like one of the guys was even afraid of clowns. And so like when they're all doing pictures and stuff with them, he's like, uh-uh, no, man, I can't come. No, 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 go away, go away, go away. You scare me. I'm like, dude, you got a rocket launcher on you. I think you're going to be okay. <laughs> right, even a jack police officer with weapons is, oh yeah, that's, that's the psychological impact that, that oh, so clowns funny. have on our society. I mean, I think the clowns are bigger than ever, and I think that's one of the, another reason that contributes to the success oh, of yeah. the art, the clown character. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix as Joker, mm -hmm. uh, certainly Pennywise making a comeback with the It series, yeah. and they're going to be doing a, an It prequel or a spinoff. So 
hey man, you know, like the zombie train that ran for a decade plus that's come back. Where I think clowns are in vogue again, man. I, I'm okay with that as long as it doesn't get me killed. <laughs> yeah, that's. Like I said, it happened on part two as well. It's like in one of the locations we were filming and I had to walk across the street and go inside and I'm covered in blood and everything. People were going to work that morning in New Jersey. So it's like, you know, we're racing the sun and, you know, we're filming it and you know, all of a sudden, woo! I'm like, oh no. And, and Damien is just like, hey Dave, why don't you go fuck with the cops? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> the cop comes in and she's like, I heard there was a clown that came in here covered in blood. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, hi, officer. And she's like, looks at me. She's like, oh, yeah, I see why we were called. So you must be shooting a movie. I'm like, yes. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I remember a few years back there was, this is probably five or six years ago, there were just people who were just randomly dressing up as clowns, appearing that all over our, the world. That was our Fuzz on the Lens guys. That was Mike Levy and those guys. Mike was the exterminator that I decapitate. He, 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 they're the guys that started out there on Staten Island. He was a Staten Island Just with clown. balloons, just like waving at people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's the guy that started it. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I know. So we, you got Terrifier 2. That's going to be coming out in October, I believe? Yes, indeed. Coming out. Um, we don't know the exact date yet, but they're um, trying to figure that out as I speak right now. And I, I think like once we actually have the date, that's when we're going to release the new trailer and all that fun stuff. I've, I've gotten to see a rough cut of it, and it's oh, cool. it, it has that total '80s vibe to it. So I'm like, yes, I can't wait. It's a good trailer, and it really it shows a lot, but doesn't show a lot. There's, there's like no spoilers in it, really. You know, it's like yeah. So I was like, this is this is good because that's what drives me crazy when you see a trailer and you're like, oh, you just showed us the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, especially with the horror genre. I mean, a lot of fans were actually able to guess who the killers were on the new Scream just mm -hmm. based on the trailer that they released uh, late last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, what are some of your you know, favorite, more recent uh, horror flicks or, or franchises that uh, inspire you or that you always enjoy watching? Oh, yeah. I mean, of course I love the Scream movies. I mean, that's, that's really what got me into slashers in the first place. Scream 2 was my first one I saw in theaters, and I was like, oh, my God, i got to see more oh, of these. Nice. So I love the Scream movies. You know, latest one, eh, it, it just didn't feel like, you know, there's something, you know, because I, I think what ruined me was like shortly before that, when I was flying to a convention, I just decided to rewatch Scream 1 again. And I'm like, that movie is just so, mm, it's just so good. So everything in it is just it's, it's so good. So it's like, yeah, it's hard to outdo that one. But, I mean, I, I, I love a lot of the, the newer ones that have come out. Like Psycho Goreman, I thought was just fantastic. That one does not get as much love as I think it deserves, especially the little girl in it. Oh, my God, she's amazing. I'm like, where did they find this young actress? I'm like, wow. And to find a kid that can do that kind of sassiness and be that funny without being just <laughs> yeah. cloyingly annoying at the same time, is that's, that's, that's something else. So I love Psycho Goreman. I love Babysitter. Um, Final Girls. I, I also saw this movie called Spontaneous on on a flight recently, and it's a, it's this great. It was about spontaneous combustion, but like not like erupting in flames, but just exploding. <laughs> and it, it's so it's such a dark comedy, and it's like got so much great social political commentary in it as well, without being social political commentary. It's just like there's so much you can read into it, but it's a good movie. It's a, it's got a lot of great practical effects in it which i loved 
So it's like, oh, I, I was not expected to like it nearly as much as I did. I'm like, oh my god, this movie's hysterical and so dark at the same time. I love it. So I mean, I, I love that kind of stuff. It's, it's like it seems like the mainstream stuff's just not as good. I, I it's just so cookie cutter saccharine by the numbers playing it safe is it's all this indie stuff that's really taking the risk and doing new things like oh like the movie haunt i love the movie haunt did you see that one was that the one that's kind of like a pov uh first person inside of a playhouse or was it more of the one where that where there's a killer in the park and there yeah it's it's um where these like these uh young adults go to a uh a local haunted house and they get locked in there and like the guys running the haunted house or the killers they have different masks like uh, damien maffey plays a guy with the devil mask on there's a guy with a ghost mask and a witch mask and stuff like that but it's it it's it's not like you know how hellfest was where it was like a big over the top you know like you know universal studios level haunted house this was like okay. the haunted houses you can go into every town where it's like this so it just felt like this is something that could literally happen this feels real and it was it was good i really liked it a lot not just because my buddy damien's in it but. <laughs> oh that's cool yeah no i don't yeah. think i saw that one i think i did see hell Hellfest, um mm -hmm. where they're they're kind of at a bigger park and, and there's yeah. a there's a killer there who i think changes masks or um but yeah, yeah. i don't know did you see freaky with vince vaughn from no i haven't uh, yet that was actually I was surprised by how much I enjoyed that and how good I need that to watch was. that. I need to, I need to remember to watch that one. I keep on forgetting that one. Yeah, I heard yeah, that I, was a good one. I just watched Black Phone <laughs> with Ethan Hawke and I mm -hmm. I, just, I didn't really flip over it. I don't know if you saw that or not. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. So I was like, it's kind of just run of the mill kind of mm -hmm. you know. Well, it didn't have the humor and the, and the fun that like Terrifier has or like a lot of those <laughs> other movies you just mentioned, David. Like I feel like yeah. the comedy element in horror is a great blend. Oh, you know, yeah. because you're in the theater, like obviously you're scared, you're kind of on edge, you're being entertained, but you have a little bit of a reprieve with some comedy or some humor and then something horrible happens. So I think that's that's a great mix that a lot of audiences respond to. Oh, definitely. It's just like I think comedy and horror go together like peanut butter and chocolate It's just such a great combination. I mean, they're both good on their own, but together there's there's something mm, yum about it. <laughs> it's just. And, and it's because I think it takes the audience on a bigger journey. It, you take them on more of an emotional ride because you have those moments of levity and it helps you know, put people at ease again so you can, boom, get them again with another great scare. And it's like, it, it's so much more entertaining too. I, I just, I, I love a good horror comedy. And even like the ones that aren't really supposed to be horror comedies, like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but so they have enough humor in them to just, it just keeps more entertaining and engaged, I think. Like in uh, Terrifier, Mike, when the, the homeless lady had the doll, the little doll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it made, it made uh, Art kind of was a soft drop your, his guard. Yeah, yeah, it was very tender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. demented, though. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. We, we were even like, what are we doing? This is so messed up. Was she sucking your thumb, too, at one point? Yeah. Or? Yeah. yeah. Did you just come up with that? Or were you like, hey, try this? Or like... For those scenes, like, do you do you do some improv or is it mostly like? Yeah, I, I can't remember or... if that was improv or if that was actually in the script or not about the the thumb sucking. It was just something that, yeah, is. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff where we do a lot of improv, like more so in part two than part one, because like when Damien wrote part two, he knew what style of actor I am, so I like to just play around with things and experiment, especially when it comes to the funnier stuff. 
And but yeah, we had like the, the scene in the pizzeria that he gave me a lot of uh, freedom just to play around, especially all the faces and all that kind of stuff. And and, and there are a few things like I added in there, like the booping of the nose, because that's something Catherine did to me in the pizzeria scene. And when she did that, I was like, oh, my God, thank you for the idea, because now I, I got to bring this back full circle when I kill you so I can boop your nose back. And, and then I like that, the, the, me doing the flicking off of the, the bird to um, um, Victoria. That was just spontaneous, spontaneous thing I was doing just to mess with Samantha while we we're on set because we had to do the scene again. So it's like, Rrr. Screw you for stabbing my foot. And it made the whole crew just start laughing. And Damien's like, well, you know, I, I never really wanted to add something like that in the film because it just feels so contrived usually. But it's like that just works so organically in the moment. It was like, yeah, it's funny. It's like, okay, yeah, we'll keep that. Right. Yeah, and, and just based off some of the artwork and maybe, I don't know if it's an official poster that I've seen for Terrifier 2, um, the synopsis talks about art being resurrected and an evil entity. And then you, you're, I, I'm kind of getting the impression based on the first trailer, you're fighting that gal who's wearing the costume. She's kind of got like angel wings. So I, I'm almost yeah. sensing like a, like a good versus evil motif or devil versus angel type thing going on. Very astute. That's very astute. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's cause that's, that's a, it's a Halloween costume she makes. And so it's just like, you know, it's a Valkyrie outfit. But there's more to it than that, of course. But it's just like, yeah, that's that's a good assessment because that, that's how we look at the part two. Is like this is not just art story; it's her story. This is her origin story. This is how she becomes this badass, you know, Batman to arts Joker. I guess you could say it's because like, he needs that that the other side of the coin for him. That you have to have that balance of the scales there, and so she brings that balance that's needed. So. It's 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 a fun journey. It's like because you you have basically two stories going on at the same time, and they finally meet up and collide at one point. And oh boy, <laughs> I can't wait, man! We're, we're yeah, no, I, I know horror fans all over the world are really really excited for Terrifier oh, too. And man, and I'm it's, it's 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 been teased that there's a kill scene that just totally ups even the first one. That mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think. There was a campaign to to raise funds to specifically make sure that that particular scene happened. And, and it's actually it not happen. this scene, but another scene that we really raised the funds because this scene this scene is a very brutal scene. It, it it's I, I think it will top the the uh, the hacksaw scene just in the sheer brutality of it all because it's basically me just slaughtering someone for about four or five minutes. So it's like Jeez, you know you're, you're, you're so used to like most films like this where you you have a maybe 30 second kill and that's about it this is it's pretty pretty drawn out scene and it took us about a week to film because there are just so many practical elements and like the actress involved and it was like she just went out of her way for this role it was just like because if you know her in real life she's such a sweet quiet person and we're like oh my gosh she's gonna be able to handle this and she knocked it out of the park every single day i'm like my god i don't know how you're holding up so that scene in itself is like wow we, we've we've like damien likes to get you know opinions from people just to know okay how's this looking and stuff like that so we we showed on uh, one of our friends uh heather Riker, who does a lot of uh q a sessions at a lot of conventions because she's a huge horror fan we're like okay if anybody's going to give us an honest opinion on it it's going to be heather and she started crying halfway through it because she was so happy mm. just like oh That's my god reaction. this is this is 
this is great because we're first like, why she's crying? Oh my god, if we make her sad, oh my god, oh my god, I'm just like, no, I'm so happy, I'm so happy. This is what we want. This is exactly the type of kill scene us fans want. So thank you. And I'm like, oh good, so we're doing something right. We, we showed some other people and they've had that same kind of reaction. So I'm like, okay, I think we've got something here. So, but the other scene that we actually did a lot of fundraising for, we, we that's we um used a lot of our Indiegogo backers and our fans for that scene and we filmed that right before the pandemic happened like literally a two days later new york shut down so we were very happy to finish this because that was the scene that we were all stressing about doing because it's a big huge set piece involving lots of moving parts and actors and stunt actors and practical effects and other effects and it's it seemed like a nightmare on paper but like it flowed so well and that was probably the most fun week we ever had on set it was it was great and oh my god i, I was I, I can't wait to talk and talk about this scene because i'm you, you've seen a little bit of where i had the the flamethrower and I'm like i i was like a kid on set that day <laughs> some of the stuff i got to utilize in the yeah, scene that looked <laughs> oh i had so much fun with that i was like oh because I, I was <laughs> myself and like the the stunt coordinator that was in charge of the 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 flamethrower were the only ones that could touch it. And so I was like, everybody else was like, oh my God, I want to fire. I'm like, no, only I get to. <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. Um, so, I mean, outside of, uh, you know, the Terrifier world and the Art the Clown character, are you looking at any other projects down the road where people, are you you getting calls for other stuff and, and other yeah. movies and projects? What, what is that like? It's, it's, it's starting up. I think, you know, that's, you know, once part two comes out, that's even going to, explode more i i should hope but um yeah I, I have a few i'm like one of them is a movie called stream that i've been working with a lot of the uh the terrifier crew with uh, the fuzzle lens guys written and directed this one and it's we have a lot of big names to the horror world in it like tony todd jeffrey combs d wallace danielle harris oh god terry alexander felissa rose dave sheridan it just goes on and on this this cast is amazing that we have and i'm like oh my god it's been fun so that's going to be coming out next year i, I get to play killer in that one um i i just signed on for another one called uh, oh i can't say the name of it yet because they haven't officially announced me in it but um <laughs> i i just got cast in this and i'm going to be filming that early next year um then i also have another one that hasn't been officially announced they just finished um i think uh final um final production stuff on it at least i think they're just doing the final edits right now as a it's a christmas horror movie that's coming out hopefully this fall and i can't say who i am but um it might make your heart grow three sizes so that's that's <laughs> enough of a hint there so it's a, it's something I'm, I'm absolutely amazed has not been made into a horror film yet so we're like well we might as well do do it and it's it's pure camp you know, kind of like Krampus. So we, we don't take ourselves seriously at all. And it's pure parody. So it's like, oh, we just had fun. So I, I got to film that for a few days in LA earlier this year. And the makeup's insane. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, and you, and you did, Um, I think you're going to be appearing in Night of the Living Dead 2 with yes. three, three of the big central cast members from Day of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to be a fun one. Um, they're they're finishing the script right now for that. So I don't even know who I'm going to be in that. So 
I, I did a sizzle reel for it where it was just, you know, just to show what we could do. And I, I played a big, huge, fat zombie. I, I kind of looked like, uh, God, a cross between, um, I guess, um, uh, Monty Python, meaning of like Mr. Creosote and like the, the, the bald guy from, uh, um, what was it, Plan 9 from Outer Space? One so, more so like, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, just, you're I think they released a photo of you, uh, like you're wet or something, or you're coming. Yeah, out of the I, I came out of the ocean. Coming yeah. out of the water or something. Yeah, looks, that was, looks, that was horrifying. Oh yeah. my god, that was so funny. It was so funny because we did that in three takes. We got, thank God, we got in the first take because the second two takes were disastrous because the second take, my pants fell down, and so one of the other zombies is holding up my pants, and I had no idea, so I'm just still going coming out, and he's holding up my pants for me. That's hilarious. And like the third take, because like this thing that the fat suit I was wearing just kept on taking on more and more water. It was like a sponge. So, but the third take. I could not stand up. I was just so heavy. And the the water, the ocean just kept knocking me around. And so I'm like bobbing around there like a turtle on its back. It's like, help, help. <laughs> I'd love to see those outtakes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a reel out there. Oh, it's um, hysterical. Yeah. It was, we were having so much fun that day. Your story really reminds me of Tobin Bell. I mean, he didn't. You know, obviously, you 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 were you said you were a waiter for many years, and you were doing stage and other smaller projects. And um, you know, you're, I, it feels like you really broke out kind of in your you know your late thirties was when you really your big break came. I mean, Tobin Bell, I think, was like sixty years old or yeah. something, or sixty two when the first saw came out. So, I think it's a great um, parallel to kind of the track you're on. Are are you, are you worried though of of kind of falling into, oh, I'm only going to do horror or I'm only going to do stuff for I'm behind makeup or do you not care about that? Or what, 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 how do you feel about that? That doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I, I, I of course I would love to do other type of roles. Like especially I'd love to do comedy again. I miss doing comedy and musical theater and all that fun stuff. But I'm like, my God, I'm like, this is the type of stuff every actor dreams of. This is everybody's goal is to make a career out of doing what they love doing especially to have a, a character where it's become iconic enough to warrant having an action figure made of him. So it's like, oh, I, I can't complain about that. I mean, I, I look at Robert England. I mean, he's basically, he's got a lot of other great roles he did, especially back on V back in the day. But I'm like, he's known for Freddy. And he has fully embraced that. And he's, he's doing, still doing well. I mean, he, you go to any convention, it's been like over 30 years, and he's still got a huge line of people for him. He, people still show him love. And it's like, you know, I can't complain. If that's my if that's my course in life, that's my course in life. This is, this is I'm still able to do what I love doing. And if, if it's just hard, I'm going to do, so be it. I'm still having a blast doing it. Oh, that's beautiful. I love right. it. I love Enjoy it. That, yeah, yeah, and it's open, opened a lot of doors. So that's... Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really, you know, as, a, as an entertainer and a performer, that's really all you could ask for, something yeah. like that. And, and people still having interest. Um, you know, I know when I met you, I told you about my Trump impersonation gig that I do. And I haven't really done any uh, big gigs since the holidays. But mm -hmm. I tell people, they're like, Eric, how, how long are you going to keep dressing up like Donald Trump and performing <laughs> and stuff? And I said, honestly, man, as long as people are interested in it and yeah. they'll hire me and they want me to do it and they get some kind of entertainment and enjoyment out of it. I mean, you, know? you still have full-on Elvis impersonators. Right. 
So it's just like, and they make a comfortable living doing that. And it's like, <laughs> right, right. And, and it's, you know, the, the Trump character, I'm able to mix my knowledge of politics, my background and, and take topical current events yeah. and the jokes, the jokes just rate themselves. Exactly. With, the, with that exactly. character, you know, it's just like there's longevity in it. And it's like you, you found something that works for you. Might as well capitalize off of it. It's like, yeah. That's the thing. It's like you, you, you can't be upset if that's what you're known for. It's like, hey, right? It's it's. I I, I feel you, man. I took it and I run I run with it. So Eric, I'm known as the the Trump guy. I'll I'll take that, man. You know, I'll yeah. take I'll take any kind of recognition and in, in, in a platform and ability to perform for people, whether I'm in front of an audience of 700 mm -hmm. people or it's just seven people. And you, you know? never know when it might lead to something else, too. Exactly. It does. It, it, it has opened the door to a lot of other uh, interesting things and, and mm -hmm. cool stuff. And my uncle said to me when I first was doing it and the real Trump saw me and, and you know, shouted me out for it. My uncle's like, dude, you're going to be getting on airplanes with this. Yep. You're going to be. In, and I was like, really? And sure enough, you know, not long after my uncle said that to me, I was flown, you know, first class to a corporate gig out in Chicago. I'd never been to Chicago <laughs> before. Never flew first class. And uh, here, here we go, all because of a stupid putting a stupid wig on and painting my face to, uh, orange and showing up and clowning around, David, as you know, just showing up and being a clown, a complete clown. We love, it we love works. It works, man. It's just like you just well, it's that, attention. You just enjoy the ride. That's the Ex thing. Exactly. That's a really good way to put it. It, it is a ride, man. And you don't know where it's going to take you. And uh you know, I think I think it'd be fun if maybe we we uh, got Art the Clown done at Mar-a-Lago to come for Ivanka's birthday party this year. What do you think? Jump <laughs> out of a cake. Yeah, yes. jump out of jump out of Just... a cake at Ivanka. <laughs> Not Ivana, so that would be much different. Oh, That'd be yeah, jumping well, out of the grave. That, that, well, that's what happened. People uh, didn't see this, but Art the Clown was seen leaving Ivana's apartment after. Yeah. The <laughs> it, it's so true. So true. Uh, we love our clowns. Well, we're, we're coming up on almost an hour. Um, so that's great. Um, and you mentioned, I think even before we were, uh, went live, you have a, you have your very first New Hampshire appearance coming up where yes. we are. Uh, tell, yes. tell our viewers about that. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna, uh, what is it? Wicked killer con or wicked, wicked horror? Actually, Eric, yeah, Eric you had it. Uh, <laughs> I, I suck. Sorry. I teed that no, up. Sorry. We're, we're going to promote it for you. <laughs> it's <laughs> do it in Trump's foot. Where's where's Art the Clown gonna be here? Was he okay, at the so Capitol get, or not? Mr. Okay. David Howard Thornton, the pride of Alabama, an unbelievable guy. He's an amazing talent, beautiful man. He's very handsome. Don't be fooled by the clown appearance. He's actually a very good looking guy. He's gonna be October twenty first, Wicked Killer Horror Fest at the Hilton Garden go. Inn in Manchester, New Hampshire. It goes all weekend, Friday to Sunday. And we got Big David. He's going. He's going to be there. He's going to be. Are you going to be dressed up like the clown, David? Or are you going to be in civilian clothing? I I think I'm just going to be civilian clothing in this one, unless Damien comes. I can't remember if Damien's going to be at that one because if Damien's at a convention with me, then I'm usually doing the makeup and everything like that. Right. Wow. Does he do all the makeup on you? Yeah. Or you? Yeah. That's okay. that's the thing. Is like we don't want anybody else doing the makeup except for Damien because like how if, how long does that take? It takes now about um we've gotten down to about an hour now. It wow. used to take about four hours, but we've changed the type of mask we did recently. We went from using a gelatin mask, which does not hold up very well, especially if you start to drool or you start to have a runny nose. <laughs> so we, we're using a foam latex mask now, and it just holds up so much better. It's easier to put on, easier to take off. Right, and you want 
him doing it because it's you know it's true to the original yeah. and to what everyone recognizes and expects it to be. Yeah, we we want to fully represent the character in the right way. That's why I don't even talk once I'm in the makeup. When I'm out mm. in public, I am fully silent. I'm I goof around with people. I'm not actually going up and killing, but I still like to sneak up on people and scare them. That's always fun for me. So I, I've, I've scared a lot. Uh, the best one I was like, uh, I was when we were up in Detroit. Uh, my my security guy that was with me, he actually has a huge fear of clowns. Big, huge mountain of a man, and we're in the elevator together. And he is backed up into the the corner of the elevator, and I'm just slowly raising my horn towards him. He's like, man, please don't. Dave, don't, don't, don't do it, don't do it. And I was just waiting, waiting for that door to open for the elevator because I knew all these people were going to be outside of it. So as soon as it opens, he's standing and I just honk the horn in his face and he just screams in front of all these people. He's like, I hate you, I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, even after having had this great conversation with you, if I ever saw you in, in person with, with that clown makeup, I, I'd be a little freaked out too, man. I'd be lying if oh, yeah. I said that I wouldn't. I mean, that, that's that's how convincing and how great your performances at Art and Clown and effective. It's so you know? much fun. Because <laughs> I, I love scaring people anyways. I, I love to just pull pranks on people and scare them. I do it to one of my roommates all the time, my, my female roommate. I don't do it to my male roommate because he's a, he's a bouncer, so he's a big guy, and I, I don't want to go flying through a wall by mistake. <laughs> yeah, we need you for part three. We need her yeah. for part three, okay? We, yeah. don't, we don't want to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, 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 any hope for part three? Can you tease? Oh, definitely, definitely, okay. definitely. We we have some fun ideas already concocted, and I, I think part two will leave room for part three. So that's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah. I, I honestly believe that that you you're an, you are a new horror icon um, in in the caliber of Pinhead, Freddy Krueger, Pennywise. Um, would. My, you know, <laughs> my, my you know, kind of the the performance aspect of it, and. Um, you know, there's certain people who are, who think only Kane Hodder can be Jason, or only Doug Bradley can be Pinhead. I would say that only, I, I know there's been others who have portrayed Art the Clown before you, but at this point, you you are you're Art the Clown, man. It's it's your thank you, thank you. It's your thing, and and I uh, love the little bastard. <laughs> it shows. It really shows. And and uh, if anybody hasn't seen it, you know, you got to kind of be in a mood. But I think you got to kind of be in a mood where you want to get some popcorn. You want to be a little scared. You want to be a little disturbed. You want to laugh a little. You want the full range of emotions. So check out yeah. Terrifier. It was on Netflix. I, I think I saw it recently on IMDb, and you, I think you can get it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, right? and Tubi as well. Tubi. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and part two is going to be on Screenbox as well. Right, through Bloody Disgusting, right? Yes. They're, they're, yes. That's cool. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. We're, we're very excited about that because I, I think we're going to be doing a lot of promotional stuff for Screenbox's art as well. So I might be their new, like, you know, their flow. So that might yeah. be fun. Oh, oh wow. Be awesome. yeah. Yeah. The of, there could be an Art the Clown cruise, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That would be fun. <laughs> a killer cruise. That would be wow. great. Well, that's, that's clown awesome. Carnival David. cruise. Well, thanks for yeah. taking time with us, man, and, and coming on Jackman Radio. And uh, if we can make it to that convention there in October, we'd definitely love to come and say definitely. hi to you. Definitely. And uh, yeah, now you just, for social media, for your stuff, is it just Facebook where people can go and follow you and check out your stuff? Yeah, Facebook and Instagram, just under okay. David Howard Thornton. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'll, we'll, um, put, I'll put those links uh, down below if we don't have them in there. But uh, I show oh, with Tucker and Dale. Yes. Tucker and Dale. Fantastic. Yeah. Tucker and Dale. He's like the everyman who has like uh, he's like a handyman, right? Who yes. is faced with fighting 
Oh no, that's, that's, that's what, it's no Tucker and Dale is like um, Alan Tudyk in um in uh, oh, the other dude uh, with the beard, but that they're like oh, it's more recent. Rednecks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I've seen the trailer. I've not seen the movie. Oh my god, it's hysterical. It is so good. I mean, I I always think like Alan Tudyk is so undervalued because the man is. He's one of the most talented actors out there, I think. He's so, especially impersonate. Uh, he's so great at impersonations and stuff like that. I was like, I would love to work with Alan one day. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And then Ruffman says, this will be the movie of the year for me. Can't wait to watch it over oh, and over. Thank you. Thank you. We can't wait to get it out there. And he said, did great in Dark Dark." Thank you. <laughs> oh, I, don't, yeah. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just at the beginning of it. I'm in the cold open. Oh, cool. You get to see Excellent. a different side of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait. Well, everybody, thanks again for joining us. If you do like what we do, you like our interviews and uh, the variety we try to have here on Jackman Radio, you can become a patron. Uh, you can certainly support us on Venmo um, or, uh, you know, contact us through email or, or here on YouTube. But we really appreciate it, and we hope everybody has a great day. Yes.